Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Ladies, Ladies Talk, Talk Podcast. Podcast. We're so yes. excited to be here with you. Very excited. We hope that you had a great Thanksgiving. Oh, that my you goodness. enjoyed your family. <laughs> you enjoyed lots of good food. That you enjoyed uh, just love and the many blessings that we all have. We had a great Thanksgiving. Yes, visiting, fellowshipping, just, um, you know, I got to spend some time with my oldest grandson. He turned 23 this year. And for so many years, you know, you, you, you want to hope you put the best into them. But a lot of times he would catch me while I was in the kitchen cooking and stuff. And, and I only gave him half the attention he deserved. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I made it a point to be specific and listen to what he liked and what he was interested in and what he was doing Thursday. And the thing is, a lot of the stuff he's doing, I don't like, mm-hmm. but it's what interests him. Yeah. So I had him install these things on his my phone that he is reading, that he is writing. Mm-hmm. And it's not about things that I like, but because it's what he's doing, I want to know. Yeah. And I'm going to like it because it's what he's doing. I don't have to agree with it. Yeah, that's so good. You know, I think I think that speaks a lot and that could help a lot of people because sometimes we are selfish in our relationships where we'll only go as far as things that we're interested in. But a part of accepting somebody for who they are and understanding them is really taking that step to say, okay, even though this isn't my thing. So I can understand you better, so yes. I can feel closer to you. Yes. Let me learn something new yes. or expose myself to something different, just so I can get a better understanding. Yes. You know, you don't have to like it. That's right. You don't have to do it all the time, but at least make yourself aware of it. Give yourself some knowledge over yes. a subject or over a topic, so that way you can be able to connect with this person. I think that speaks volumes for yes. anyone. And I want to know what he's getting into, that he's into, because I know he... He doesn't believe it a lot of the ways we do, and maybe the Lord will give me ideas on how to communicate with him to where it'll reach him. And I might not be the one that reaches him, but I'm going to love him like God does, and I'm going to show interest in what he has. Yeah. And uh, if I don't like it, I'm not going to sugarcoat it and say, oh, I loved it. I'm going to let him know, well, I didn't like it, but this is what I thought about how you did it. I'm going to give him some good feedback. Yeah. Because he's using his talents that he has. Yeah. Whether I agree with what the the the, the meat of it. Yeah. Uh, that's not the point. Right. Specific, so. Specifically, he's into anime, you guys, and that's not something we're really into. Right. But he actually writes stories yes. uh, using anime, and so that is specifically what this is about. But, I mean, it could be anything, you know, that your loved ones are into, and, I mean... Truly, if we're going to go outside of ourselves and build a relationship, sometimes it requires us doing that, learning something about the other person so that way we can understand them better. I think that's beautiful. And if I want him to understand what I'm saying, I need to be able to understand what he's saying. Right, right. It's a two-way street. Right. I want you to listen to me, but I don't want to hear what you have to say. Right. That's not communicating. Exactly. So. You know, in the I'm going to look here for the scripture real quick, Um, but I think there's a... um. A scripture in the Bible, uh, it's basically saying that he became that Christ became um, all things to all people. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. So it's First Corinthians nine twenty two. He says, "To the weak I became weak to win the weak. I have become all things to all people, so that by all possible means I might save some." That's so good. And so I think it just goes hand in hand with what you're talking about. Yes. Sometimes we do have to, you know, this is the thing. 
when people are pushed back by Christianity and their walls are up towards a relationship with Jesus or towards religion or anything of that sort, it's not us pushing Christianity on them that's going to bring them um, to the acceptance of Jesus and, and what we have in being followers of Christ. It's more so going to be us taking what we know, uh, putting that down for a minute and, right. and, and figuring out about them. Right. So we can figure out how can we connect these two yes. worlds? How can we bridge that gap so that way these people understand the late, the love of Christ, not in the church terminology, but right here where they're at. That's right. Right here in their world yes. as a part of what they're doing and as a part of who they are. How can we do that? And yes. um, I think it's the biggest, the biggest um, part of humility is, is learning how to put your knowledge and your wisdom and what you think you know down. To go and serve somebody yes. and to go and listen to somebody yes. and to go and not offer your own opinion, your own agenda, but to go just to learn, yes. to understand. And then when Holy Spirit leads to be able to turn around and say, hey, you know what? Like, this is a pretty good spot right here for me yes. to speak up and share with you um, uh, what Jesus has done for me. And That's then right. by that point, maybe you have learned and understood something about them enough to be able to bridge that gap to where you're speaking their language yeah. to where you're making something make sense to them in a way that they haven't seen it before. Amen. And you know, that's part of my testimony is my dad was always until the, oh, his, he got till his older latter days. And then he started being a little bit more lenient and listening a little more, but he was always just, this is the way it is. Yeah. This is how it is. And that's just how he believed. And, uh, for a long time, that's how I was because that's how I was raised. But yeah. once I first got into ministry, the Lord started changing my heart and he changed it toward others. And now he is showing me, I change it toward others. Your grandkids are others, mm. you know, your loved ones are others. So you can't ignore them and help others. Others is all of them. This is so good. So, um, you know, you guys know we we had my brother on here a little while back um, talking about his book, Rescuing a Generation. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't got it, you have to go get it. But this, to me, you guys, I have been reading this book and it has been blowing my mind. But it's also really, really been humbling me as a believer in my capacity to reach others. Mm -hmm. One of the things that he explains in his book, just by telling his story. Now, it's one thing when you grow up with somebody and you understand who they are to you, you know. But it's another thing when this person can articulate their thoughts of what was going through their mind at that time. Yeah. Now, if you knew my brother at any point in his life, he has always been extremely popular wherever he is at. But one of the things that he explains is his absolutely inability to fit in, so to speak. Mm. And you would never know that right. based on how popular he was. Mm -hmm. But he talks about being the Hispanic that didn't speak Spanish, being surrounded by uh, African-American people. That's where we grew up in a black community, um, but not being black. So you're accepted, but you're not fully accepted. Right. You know, um, not we're white, but we don't really embrace that culture just because of how we were raised, you know. And so these different parts of who he is and everywhere that he goes, he never fits in because he's not fully that culture. And so understanding that there is a place of acceptance that you have to get to as a believer in Christ to where the walls come down. Yeah. We yeah. have to be willing to understand people and 
under and not be afraid to understand them right where they're at um i love his story because he talks about even when he was in the gang life and how people were just so intimidated to reach him Mm -hmm. you know and he and he tells people all the time i was the kid you did not want in your youth group you know i'm gonna do all the things that you don't want me to do just to prove you know you can't reach me and there are people like that that test the limits and and a lot of times what it's doing is testing the love of jesus in you or will you stay Will you be consistent? Because everybody else in my life isn't consistent, you know. So I'm just mm-hmm. gonna get push you harder, so you'll walk away. Mm-hmm. So that way, it's a lot easier for this. You know, we can just cut ties with this. Right. And so it's so interesting uh, with you talking about your grandson and in this book. Uh, and you guys, this is even what we're talking about on the episode. Right. Like, this is just <laughs> the conversation the at at the, <laughs> at the moment is. You know, we have got to as as people. There is such a lack of understanding for people, period, uh, across the nature and across the board in the world, period. But as believers of Christ, we have got to be willing to understand other people. That's right. Otherwise, we're not going to bridge that gap. We're not yes. going to be able to present the gospel to people who are in the dark because we only want to stay in the light, you know, right. because we only want to stay in what's comfortable or in people who look like us or talk like us or act like us but that was never ever the ministry of jesus he never just stuck to people who looked and talked like him that's right you know thinking of the samaritan woman uh at the well he had every right not to talk to her their cultures did not align together you know she was um a woman he was a man there were different cultures different religions um and she came to the well at the time of the day that nobody came and probably specifically so she wouldn't be bothered because of her lifestyle, right. you know, and, and Jesus came specifically to address her because she was different, because she was different from him to make a point uh, that, you know, the Messiah, the Savior, the healer, the Redeemer will come after you no matter whether yes. you look like him, Truly. you know, whether your background is like him, whatever. That's he right. comes after the least, the lost in the, That's right. um, you know, uh, I'm trying to remember the, the tag on the book, the least in the lost in the last. Um, Something like, yeah, yeah, I think that's what it is. So So we say that we are Christ-like or that we are Christians. That's what it means to be Christ-like. But are you really Christ-like? We will never be Christ-like. We will always be striving to be like Christ but because he died for us. We have that. uh, We we can be like him uh, spiritually. Yeah. And uh, but the flesh is always there in uh the tapes that play i talk about tapes a lot the tapes that play in your mind you know uh most time are worldly if they're tapes because they're things that hold us back and set us back Mm -hmm. and we have to change the way we think on those things just like if you're raised a certain way i had to change the way i was raised not because it was a bad thing because it worked for me in my time it Mm -hmm. made me who i am and it instilled morals and stuff in me but because the world not stuff morals and good things not mm-hmm. stuff but good things mm-hmm. in me um i think good things of value and uh but because um the world has changed so much and there's so much diversity the way each person is raised nobody is raised like that anymore i, I can't say they're not raised like that but there's so much interference in that mm-hmm. uh, mamas and dads going to jail or or uh being robbed or being killed being murdered uh uh being homeless, the the pandemic, so much has changed. We can't just live by that. 
Yeah. So we have to include all that stuff in it. Yeah. And to be Christ-like includes all that other stuff that I just mentioned in yeah. it. Because you have to learn what those people have gone through. You have to listen to them. You have to hear their story to be able to communicate with them. Yes, yes. You have to pay attention to them. Yes. And learn. Because you can't love somebody that you don't know nothing about. Yeah. You can. You can love the outside shell. But when mm -hmm. you get to know them, do you really love them? Right. Right. So that's so good. They made a point today at church. Um, Pastor Hank was preaching and um, Pastor Hank's a phenomenal man of God. And um, he was preaching today. Um, and one of the things he, he talked about, he took it out of the Jewish Bible, but it was talking about when Jesus said, by this, they will know that you're my disciples. Yes. Right. But what he said was disciples in the Jewish Bible. It, it uses a specific word and I don't remember what the word is, but um but he said it takes it a little bit deeper. He said, because disciples doesn't just mean you're a student. Now, being a student means that you practice and you study for an, a test just to get a passing grade on the test or to get to the next phase or whatever. You know, you study to get that. Um, the word that it said in the Jewish Bible that they will know that you're my disciples. It means that they will know that you're like me mm. in deed in character in speech in action in everything that we do. It's not just studying the word of God and seeking to be approved or respected by the teacher. It's studying to be like Christ. Yes. It's pursuing him to allow him to change you into who he is yes. in his character his so nature good. his speech you know it's so much more and so we have to understand that being a disciple isn't just a studier of the word mm -hmm. it literally means to follow christ do as i do say yeah. as i say yes. follow me as i follow jesus you know yeah. and that's what a disciple is and um so i, th I thought it's so profound in this conversation because as we're seeking god and we're learning about um, how to reach other people, accept other people, understand other people. It's so important that we understand that it first starts with us being a disciple and a follower of Jesus. Yes. I love that you just said interference. This is um, a great transition into what we're going to talk about today. Um, I, I really, you guys, and, and this might be more of a sober conversation, but I really am, am encouraged and, and stirred up to bring some um, encouragement, some admonishment, some um, just direction uh, uh, right now where we're at coming up towards the end of the year. Because one of the things that I have noticed, not just in my circle, but in several circles around me, um, is how quickly the enemy is is coming in and using little devices to pull people away from the kingdom mm -hmm. um to pull people away from the presence of god now this is the thing i don't think for one minute that it bothers the enemy when you're serving god i think it matters when you're a part of a community and you're serving him effectively um, I think it matters whenever you understand the power that you have and you move in that power. Um, I don't think he has a problem if you come and sit in church every Sunday, as long as you don't use what you know. Um, as long as, you know, you're not trying to disciple anyone, as long as you're not trying to, you know, follow the call of God on your life, whatever it is. Um, and so one of the things I'm seeing right now are so many people um, very subtly. I use it. It's a very subtle moving to where now 
we're no longer doing what we were doing before for God. We're no longer committed the way that we're committed before God. And now, and I, and I'm saying this to you all, and I'm also convicted in myself in certain things that I've allowed in my life that, um, can cause a separation between Christ and I, because it does not glorify him in my life. Um, the scripture that you like all the time, mom, um, the renewing of the mind, um, Romans 12, two. Um, so it says, um, do not be conformed to the ways of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind in Christ Jesus. So this, I always struggle with the end of it. So it'll be. So you can prove what yes. is good and acceptable yes. will thank of you. God. <laughs> yes. So um, thank you for sharing that because I forgot the first part. Of yes. it. <laughs> um, it says, do not be conformed to the way of the world. Now, this is something I, I was pondering in my heart today is, is God was really showing me some things and. Um, how do you conform to the world? You know, sometimes people think that it's something as subtle or, or something as, as major, or as big as, you know, going to the club every weekend or being in, in places where sin is just uh, visual and it's everywhere, you know, where you can partake everywhere that you're at. But, you know, yes, that's part of it, but I don't think that's it for people who believe. I think right. that conforming comes when you step away from Christian fellowship, I think the conforming comes when now, mom, you used to talk about this all the time about, uh, you know, why you don't miss church right. because when you miss one Sunday, you miss every Sunday, then it's yes. hard to get back into church. Yes. And I think conforming comes in that way because we're so good at justifying our behaviors. Yes. We're so good at justifying, um, why we didn't do this. I made two phone calls today to two different people who are close to me and talked to them about whether or not they went to church. And both of them said the same thing. Well, this was my only off day and I've been working all week and I'm really tired. And it was just funny to me because these are people who I know love God, who are passionate about Christ, but who this is more than like they're a few times that they've missed church. And so it, it made me just think about how subtle the enemy can come in and make us think. Now, now listen, hear me clearly, okay? I'm not knocking your rest time. I, I understand it. I work hard too. You know, I'm not knocking the time that you have to relax. What I'm saying is that you will wake up every morning at the butt crack of dawn and go work your butt off for a dollar, but you can't wake up and be dedicated to the things of the Lord for two hours on a Sunday. And this is about our priorities. It's about our commitment. It's about our faithfulness to God. It's about our ability to so quickly put God on the shelf because the things of our life matter more. Because we'd rather sit home and say that we're resting when really we're not than to go and, and, and give some of our time to God to see how he can speak to us, to see how we can be used to speak into others, people to be a part of the kingdom of God than it is, you know, when it's just so much easier if we just didn't participate. And the scripture that came to mind, which is really cool because you shared it that's, this morning. This one was, I shared this morning with my group. It's First Peter 5, 8. It says, be sober and be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Listen, uh, when somebody walks around like a, 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 a roaring lion, um, 
that's not somebody who's just casually looking right. to see if they can get one over on you. He's ready to pounce. Exactly. That's a predator. <laughs> that's right. And they're ready to pounce that's as soon right. as they can. That's right. So the moment they can get you on one Sunday, and I'm and I'm using Sundays because this is a this is very rampant around me right now, um, the attendance at church. But this could go in any part of your life. Yes. If you were committed to serving in a group and now you don't, if you were committed to something that God has called you to do and now you're making excuses to not be a part of it anymore, if you were committed to speak into a certain group of people or to be a part of a certain group of people and all of a sudden now you're using excuses not yes. anymore. This is what I'm talking about: the things of God, what God has called us to do. And so whenever, I mean, this is, this is not just something casual, but you know, they say it's the small foxes that ruin the vine. It's the small foxes. Mm -hmm. So as much as he is a predator and he wants to pounce and cut this thing off, uh, it's very easy for him to do it by the little things. Um, so one of the things uh, that I looked up was the word vigilant. And I love this because the definition of it, it says keeping careful watch for possible danger or difficulties. Okay. So now another part of it, it says, or similar words are alert, watchful, and wide awake. But this is what I really love. It says being on the lookout, especially for danger or opportunity. Vigilant suggests intense, unremitting, weary watchfulness. Mm. So this has to be an intentional act on our part to keep mm. our eyes open. But this is what this is what really uh hit me whenever I was thinking about it. It says look out especially for danger or opportunity. The enemy doesn't have to catch you in sin to get you to pull away from Christ. You're right. All he has to do is find an opportunity yes. for you to be tired. That's right. Find an opportunity for you not to be focused and want to put something yes. else before yes. God. Yeah. Well, a good example of that is this morning. I did not sleep good last night. I woke every hour on the hour and I told Lucretia, I'm not going to church today. So I'm one of those people that she's referring to. But I'm not. But this is but, her story. But, um. Uh, well, I mean, that's how the Lord works. But I understand, okay. yes. Mm -hmm. So, um, but um, I could have went to church today, but I was tired. And so that was my excuse. And is it okay? No. In the eyes of God, it shouldn't have been okay. But I used it for my excuse today to not go. Mm -hmm. And I am tired. I'm still tired. Mm -hmm. I'm taking today off to do nothing. So, um, but we didn't have that conversation. I'm not one of the people she called. But I'm just saying that mm -hmm. <laughs> I got the same. But it's not my only day off. But anyway, so... Um, the conviction comes, and I knew it when I started it, when I said it, because God has been working on me. I need to get back into church between being sick and COPD and just working. Pneumonia, you you know, everything. Yeah. Everything coming up for the last two months. Yeah. I'm trying to get back in, but also I use the excuse that I don't belong to a church, which should never be an excuse mm -hmm. because we're all serving God. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to a church, it's a... Uh, a gospel preaching God fearing church. Mm -hmm. There shouldn't be a reason. Right. You know, so um so next Sunday I will be back in church. But it is a commitment. You know, I have a commitment to God. I still do the things every day that I do, but I still need the fellowship because yeah. my big thing is who is feeding you. And if you're not being fed, what are you running on? Right. So right. that's my thing. Um right now nobody's feeding me. I find things online and stuff, but I don't have anybody that I just sit under 
other than my girls group and I challenge them. But if I'm challenging them, who's challenging me? Right, exactly. So you have so what she's saying is so true. You have to stay in it. You have to be in the fellowship. Right. You have to get your cup filled. You have to show up. Whether you do anything or not when you get there, that's between you and God, but you have to show up. You have right. to be present. So. Right. Right. And I mean, thank you for sharing that. Um I I think it's so important that uh, that you guys understand um, you know, this is a journey that we're on too. So don't think as I'm yeah. saying this that I'm on a high horse like I'm perfect because I'm not. And I really did almost not go to church today too. Um, but I sat up and I just had this pulling and I just knew like I have to be there. Yeah. Um, I have to. It, it's my commitment. And to that's die. so good. That's the and, way we all should be. That's the other side of right. that scripture. Right. Don't mm-hmm. be formed, conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Right. Because that's yes. the thought that's going to come in. I'm tired. I don't want to go to church. Yes. And the other thoughts should come in. But you're missing out on the fellowship. Yes. So whether the like the the devil on one shoulder, yes, angel on the other, other. You right? Know? <laughs> and well, that that was my thing too. Is I knew okay if I don't go to church, I'm gonna stay here at the house and I'm gonna be more tired. But if I go to church, I'll have motivation when I come home to accomplish what I'm supposed to accomplish yes, because yes. I actually got up and out, you yes. know. So honestly, that was my motivating factor. That's and then thing. I was grateful when I got there because the fellowship is amazing. The family there is amazing. Yes. You know, the word was amazing. And I really got stirred up. But um, it also it also just really brought this topic that we're talking about to mind because you know, I believe that for 2023, God is holding such major things for mm. each of us. Yes, he is. And this is my desire that I don't go backwards so I don't have to fight these battles that I've already overcome because I want to be prepared and ready for the battles that are new and that are yet to come. Yes. And if I go back, you guys, this is just a general example, okay? So don't take this like, oh gosh, she's saying whatever. We can't ever miss a day of church because that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying for my personal commitment. If I go back on my commitment and attending church and my faithfulness to God, because that is a part of me being faithful to God, me in my walk. Um, if I go back on that, then when 2023 comes and God is calling me to do something new and something different, um, and he's calling me to step out in faith, it's going to be harder because I'm not only going to have to face those battles. Now I'm going to have to go back and re-overcome what it is to make it to church every week because I allowed mm-hmm. uh, comfort and complacency to come in to where I wasn't attending. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm making the battle harder on myself because as I made progress, I turned around and, and went the other way a little bit. Mm-hmm. And now I have to turn around and remake that progress, yes. you if know, that makes sense. It does. And just I just want to share that when I first started going to church again, seven, eight years ago, however long it was now, I found the church and I committed to go to church, to be in church every week. And I was. I think I may have missed one. But I was there for for seven years. I was there doing yeah. what I was doing. Six years maybe because it shut down. But now that I don't have a church, um, my commitment's to God. I still do my Bible verses and all that. But I still need the fellowship. So I'm, I'm trying to find somewhere. But um, And that's where Cresha's coming from. She's found a church. So for all of y'all that sit home and watch it online and all that, you're missing the fellowship. You're missing the, the, uh, the, what's the word I'm looking for, Chris, where we gather. Uh, and uh, I don't know, but you're missing accountability, yes. um, which is a big part of it. Yes. And, and just in person. Yeah. Because you can do a lot over the phone. You can do a lot in text, but the real feelings, the real things that go on are not always present in those things. Yeah. 
So face-to-face is always the best way. You can get the feeling of it. Mm-hmm. You can understand the meaning of it better because you see, hear how they say it. Right. It's not in a text. They said it some way. Right. You know, it's not, uh, they said it online, but you got a question and you're like, well, I'm not listening to them again because he said this. Or if you're in person, you can talk to somebody about that and say, right. hey, look, I have a question. About I've got this. a question. Yeah. And you actually talk to somebody exactly. who was there and heard it. Exactly. You know, so there's a big reason to be in church. And have that commitment. And that's what Lucretia's talking about. She joined that church and she made a commitment to God to I be did. a church. And so when you make that commitment to miss church is, it's not an option. Right. And, so. and, and let me, let me explain this to you guys. Okay. I did not learn faithfulness until my mom walked through that season of her seven years with the church. Um, I grew up in the church. I was faithful to the church, but I did not know about faithfulness. I showed up to the church because I had an obligation as a teenager to lead worship, to be a part of a group, to have an impact. And so I showed up for a church. But when I joined uh, this last church, Bridging the Gap with my mom, she taught me faithfulness because some days there was nobody there. Some days it was just us. And what do you do when it's just us? You show up for God and you make sure that he knows that whether it's one or whether it's a hundred, God, I'm still going to obey you yes. because it's about obeying him. It's not about the number of people that come in your congregation. Right. So I, I learned faithfulness from my mom. When I joined the church this year, I joined the church because I had to. And I hope that you guys hear me because I know myself And I know how easily it is for me to get on that slippery slope back into the world. And how easy it is for me to justify in my head that I'm living for God, even though I could be sinning, I could be in sinful environments, I could be uh, putting all these other things before him um, and not doing what he's asked me to do, but still saying that I love him and I believe in him because, um, you know, I know him and I know his word. And so it was important for me to get involved in a church that was full of discipleship, that was full of wisdom, that allowed you to walk out your faith with fear and trembling, be able to ask questions when you had questions, um, and also a place where my family belonged. And both of my kids love, love, love this place. And so I was able to find that. So when I joined the church, let me tell you something. One of the thoughts back then really was kind of easy to be like, you know, we've been serving the church. It's time for a break. Like, I'm tired. You know, let me just take a break. However, uh, uh, I just felt like God would not allow me to do that because of what he's placed on my life. And so I had to join the church. It wasn't um, because if I didn't, you guys, I don't know where I would be at the end of this year in my growth. I don't think I would be anywhere near as far as I have come because I'm constantly getting the word fed into me. I'm constantly having this, um, and what you're talking about earlier, this accountability. It's one thing when you listen to something and Holy Spirit convicts you. Now, this is what I find a lot of times. If you don't have community, Holy Spirit will convict you, and you have the choice at that time to repent or not, and then you'll you'll move along whether you repent or not, and then you forget about it because it was just one moment while you're listening to the word. Oh my God. But when you have community, kingdom community surrounding you, mm-hmm. you have that constant reminder. I mean, yes. people will ask you questions and you'll be like, dang, how did you know to ask me that? Yeah. Or something will be stirring in your spirit and God will use somebody, hey, God really put this on my yes. heart for you. Yes. And you're surrounded with people who know you. 
who can call you out, who can help sharpen iron, iron sharpens iron, who can help to get you to a place where you're hearing, where you're confirming that you're hearing from Mm -hmm. God, where he's confirming himself through people, surrounding by people, and where you can grow together in this village of people who love God and who are following Christ. So it's so important why you have that community. It's not just about receiving the word, but it's also, look, you got to be held accountable in the body of Christ. We all do. And if we're not surrounding ourselves with fellow believers then we're really just leaving a way for us to justify our own sins and to put our own things mm-hmm. before god personally that's what the world does we're living in the world exactly way. so yes exactly you have to keep your eyes on god god has to be first in your life in every area in every area yeah absolutely um and so um one of the things i like in this scripture that we're talking about is uh in verse nine it says um resist mm-hmm. him steadfast in the faith knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world and so he's saying resist the devil don't just let him come in listen the moment that you get that awareness that he's come into your life some way somehow some shape some form or he has used anything um like i mean it could be your attendance at church it could be um tv it could be music it could Mm -hmm. be people it could be environments um, it could be hobbies. And it, when he has used anything to put itself above God and to take God off of the throne, acknowledge that, repent for that, and then resist the yes, devil. Resist him. Resist him. That's yes. exactly what the Bible says. Yes. It says resist him steadfast in the faith, meaning you're not shaking, you're not That's wavering. Right. You believe the word of God. You believe God is who yes. he said he is. And no matter what your life looks like, no matter how many times you fall, that you're going to get up and you're going to stand on the word of God, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. So you're not the only one going through this. That's right. And a lot of times is your ability to overcome that's going to help turn around and reach other people and help them overcome because you can say, look, I've been through that. Let me help you walk through this. Let me help you to get through this step by step. This is what God did for me. This is how he helped me to get through it. God also confirms like this morning, this was my scripture. Yeah. He wasn't yep. mine. He gave it to me. And I hadn't even she read our morning devotional women, yet. Yeah. And I asked Lucretia when I seen this scripture, I said, did you read our devotional? And she's like, no, I, I read it in the evenings. I'm like, that's the scripture I used. Yeah. So that's confirmation. They, we are like-minded people. Mm-hmm. So, And that's part of being in the body of Christ. You'll find that you have unity in the spirit. Yes. You'll find that something that God is dealing with you on, he's also dealing with your fellow believer yes. on. And you find that unity as a community. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Amen. God is so good and so faithful. He is. Um, I, I really just want to encourage you guys. The reason that I wanted to bring this up is because this is um, the last month of, you know, the December is about to be here in a couple of days. This is the last month of 2022. Yes. It's been a crazy year. But I really think this is the time this last month to press into prayer and to ask God what it is that he would have us commit to him for the year of 2023. Yes. What finances, God, should I commit to you? What time, God, should mm-hmm. I commit to you? Yes. What um, prayer time should I commit to you? 
What receiving time should I commit to you? What time of pouring out to others should I commit to you? Mm -hmm. And I mean, you might think, oh man, that's a little overboard, you know, because I got so much going on. But let me tell you something. Mm, Tell him. Jesus did not make any excuses Mm. when he saw his way to that cross and he took the beating and he died on the cross for us. And he did all of that so we would know freedom, so we would know what it is to have chains broken so he could pave the way for us. And I'm telling you right now, it is not too much for us to follow him to seek after him to listen to him so that we can learn what it is like to have heaven on earth so we wouldn't have to wait till we get to heaven to get the promises of God that we can be here on earth living and experiencing the power of God right now and there are so many of us you might be angry with God you might be questioning why God why isn't this happening why isn't that happening but at the end of the day you care more about your time and your way and your agenda than you do about surrendering to God and listening to what he would have for your life and so many times we treat God like a genie in a bottle and that is not the way that he works that's right we sit back and expect God to do something if look let me tell you something if the cross was not a big enough sign for you that God already did something and if the resurrection wasn't a big enough sign for you that God already did something he did his part and now it is time for us to die daily to our flesh to pick up our cross and to follow him whatever that means in your life whatever you have to sacrifice it's worth it it's worth it because of the price that he paid there is nothing and no one that you are seeking after that you are putting before him that would ever pay the price that he paid for you that would and this is why it's so important it's not just about breaking curses and living for God man we love God because he first loved us he came after us first he pursued us first he showed us what true love means and so for us it is so important that God why do I do this for you because I love you God Because I'm thankful, God, because no matter what my life looks like here on earth, God, you still are worthy. No matter what chips I'm dealt, no matter what cards Mm -hmm. I'm dealt, you still are worthy because I understand the ruler of this world is not the God that I serve. So there's going to be things that come up against me that I don't understand and that are painful and that don't make sense. But I also understand that he works all things for good Mm -hmm. to those of us who are called and loved according to his purpose, for those of us who love him, for those of us who are answering the call he is turning everything that the enemy meant for bad and he's turning it for our good yes i have faith in that and it's so important for us to wake up this last month of december it's about to be december 2022 it's important for us to wake up i just feel like he has been the enemy has been lulling us to sleep like a little baby and so many of us have taken the bait because we're tired because we just want to break because we don't want to do the hard because we're comfortable because we're complacent but let me tell you something when God was when Jesus was in the garden he was sweating blood and he was asking the father God let this cup pass from me nevertheless not my will but your will be done and some of us need to get on our faces before God this last month and say the same thing God not my will but your will be done no matter how uncomfortable it is no matter how many nights of sleep I might lose, no matter how much time I might have to sacrifice, no matter how much money I might have to sacrifice, God, whatever your will is, God, let it be done.
Yes, he says, come to me all you are weary and I will give you rest. Rest in him. That's right. Don't rest in the world in the way the world rests because you're still going to be weary. That's it. Rest in the Lord. And I encourage you during this next month, as you're praying for what God's going to give you in 2023, don't wait till 2023 to start seeking him and being obedient. Start now. Don't put it off, say, okay, in 2023, uh, okay, that's going to be my New Year's resolution. I'm going to chase after God and be obedient to God. Don't put it off because that gives 32 days for the enemy or whatever date we're on. I don't know. It gives the enemy that many days to put these plans and they put all these thoughts and make all these interruptions come into your life that's going to detour what you plan on doing on the first. So don't wait until the first to put it into action. Start now seeking the Lord and whatever he's given you. Take that step. If you don't hear it, take a step to go to a church. Take a step to visit a church and let God lead you mm -hmm. in the direction you're supposed to go. Don't wait and say, okay, I'm going to be in church on the first and on in 2023, the first Sunday, I'll be there and I won't miss a Sunday. Don't wait. Yeah. Because that gives the whole month. The enemy can make anything happen. When my mom first uh, joined Bridging the Gap Church, um, she was looking, she was seeking, and she had a desire yeah. to be a part of a community. Yeah. And it took being intentional, yes, it did. going to churches, looking, having her eyes open to be aware and to listen, to see, and ask God if that was where she was supposed to be. Yes. And she found a place. And it's time for us to get back to being intentional in our walk with God, looking for where we're supposed to be, yes. looking for the people that we're supposed to be connected That's to. Right. This is the time, I truly believe, where God is trying to teach us consistency in him. Um, you're consistent in your schedule. You're consistent with your family. You're consistent with this, that, or the other, but you're not consistent in your seeking of him. Mm -hmm. We tend to put God on the shelf and pick him up and put him back off as it pleases, uh, you know, as it pleases us or as it's convenient for us. And um, that is not the relationship that God has called us to have with him. We're so worried to please people. Yes. What about pleasing God? Exactly. Exactly. This what is so true. Him? We're going to please the world. Oh, they're mad at me. Well, I sure don't want <laughs> revenge of the Lord on me. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I want to please him. Right. And if you're mad, well, then you got to answer to him, not me. Yeah. Because I want to please the Lord. Exactly. And, and, mm -hmm. and that's, I hope you guys hear my heart in this. Um, you know, I know sometimes I come off a little strong, but it's so important uh, sometimes that we really just don't sugarcoat it. Um, this is not the time to fall away from Christ. Right. There's nothing in this world for you. There's nothing that this world can offer you. You look at politics right now, it's scary. The state of the economy, it's scary. Mm -hmm. You look at the crime rate and the, the many, many people that are getting shot everywhere you go, it's scary. Yeah. This is not a time to fall away from Christ. Right. This is a time to get closer to him to because there him. are people who need Jesus. Yes. There are people who need to know him. What if the last person that you talk to turns around and walks into a place that's shot up by a shooter, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and, and what could you say? Yeah. Could you say that you offered them the opportunity to know Christ, yes. that you shared the gospel of Jesus with yes. them, that you were uh, in tune with Christ and committed to Christ to the point that when he spoke and told you to share that you were able to, yes. um, this is important because it's eternity that we're talking about yes. and consistency with God is what he's trying to show us in this moment. So this is why we have to be aware of the enemy. We have to be aware of what he's doing yes. but also 
don't I know I talk about the enemy or not, but don't make so much of the enemy that you forget who God is. Amen. Uh God is uh That's good. let me tell you something. The enemy, the devil, uh he cannot be in every place. He is only a, a devil. That's right. it. He's an a That's fallen right. angel. So God is uh omnipresent, meaning that he could be everywhere right. at, at all times. That's right. And um the the devil is not the that man. You know, so um so it's important for you to understand the difference. Um the devil is not equally bad as God is good That's because right. God is higher than him. God is the creator. God is the one who defeated death, hell, and the grave. Right. God is the one who wrote the story. Yes, so yes. no matter how much the enemy might use his little foot soldiers to have a hold on you, to get you uh, distracted, to bring circumstances in your life, he is not the one with the power. We know the one That's who right. holds the power. Right. And just to prove it, he, you know, God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross, to go down to hell, to defeat death, hell in the grave to come up with the keys of the kingdom and to give dominion back to us right. so that way we could follow the will of God on our life and we can yes. walk in authority while we're here on earth I encourage yeah. you guys so much no matter where you're at in your walk commit this next month to praying and asking God Lord what would you have me give you in 2023 Lord yes. what would you have me commit to you in this upcoming year Yes. Um, and I'm excited to hear because I know he's been speaking to me. I know he'll be speaking to you. Yes. And I want to just share real quick on what Precious said. Would it be the last time that they had this person had a chance to hear the word of God? You know, sitting in my van driving around, I feel the Holy Spirit when he tells me to share. Mm -hmm. Do they know the Lord? And that's not always an easy thing to do. But I would much rather... It'd be hard for me to do it and do it yep. than for him to tell me and to not do it. So if you feel that nudge of the Holy Spirit and you feel there's a chance you're supposed to tell them, don't put that off. Tell them right there. You may be the last person that gives them opportunity to accept Jesus. Yeah. So that's so good. Um, just to leave you with this final thought. Um, today he shared in Acts 1 8 and it, and it says you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come. Mm, yeah. You. Yeah. And I just want you to know when God tells you to do something. He tells you to do it, uh, and you do it in faith, but it's not your power that makes anything happen. Amen. It's the power of the Holy Spirit that comes up on you during yes, that time, Lord. that follows through, that sees that seed, that waters it, that makes it grow, that makes that moment impactful. Yes. And so all we have to do is be obedient in faith. Yes. And then the Holy Spirit comes through with That's his power right. and works. And so right. it's so power it's so encouraging to me to know it's not about you or what you have the ability to do or not do. Right. It's just about your obedience. Mm -hmm. And when you follow through with obedience, Holy Spirit will follow through with power. That's right. And that's so beautiful to me because I'm nobody. Yes. You know, I can't make anything happen. But right. I trust God and Amen. I know that He can. Amen. So trust God. Amen. We love you guys. Yes. Um we, we pray that you are having a great great week a great holiday week that you have a good week as you get back into your work schedule school schedule whatever yes. it may be yes. um shout out to lisa, lisa this we weekend she had a friendsgiving to go to during our recording so um we miss her and love her as always and yes. um listen just i'm gonna pray for you guys and then we're gonna wrap up but um i pray that you're encouraged today and i pray that you really are um, filling the pool of the Holy Spirit because yes. I know he's pulling. I know he's calling because he's pulling me. And I know that um, this is a season for us to respond to him. Yes. So, Father God, we just thank you for every person right now listening, yes, God. God, I ask God that we would not only feel the pool and hear the call, Lord, but that we would respond to you, yes. God. 
I thank you, God, that our ears and our eyes are open, God, to receive your word, your vision, your clarity for our life, God. I thank you, Father God, that um, you would allow us, God, to see not just in the natural, God, but in the supernatural, the future that you have for us, Lord, that we would see, God, why it is so important, Lord, to walk in obedience, God. I thank you, God, that you are positioning our feet, God, in the churches we're supposed to be in, God. You are positioning our feet in the communities that we're supposed to be in, God. I thank you, Father God, that you are giving us a place, Father God, to belong and a place, Father God, to uh, be encouraged and accountable, God. I ask right now for every listener, God, that you will lead them and guide them into all truth, God. And that as this month, while they seek you, God, you would make it very clear to them what your will and what your way is, God. Yes, Lord, we bind the enemy on all accounts. Anything that he has tried to do, God, we say it will not prosper in Jesus' name. name. We say it will not overcome. And we thank you, Father God, that we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that uh, you are always speaking, always leading, always guiding. We love you and we praise you for this uh, wonderful episode and all that you've done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We thank you for joining us. We just want to be there through the good, to encourage you through the bad, and to walk with you through the ugly. If you have any questions, comments, prayer requests, you can reach us. You can reach me at, on Facebook at Bonnie Rodriguez. You can reach me at Cresha Joe. You can reach out to our podcast, Ladies Talk Podcast, yes. and our messages, and we'll be happy to respond to you there. Yes. Um, Lisa, you can com- contact her through our page. Her page is on there as well. Um, and we love you guys and we hope that you you. had a great week thank you for joining us and we will see you next time on on ladies Ladies talk Talk Podcast. podcast